Today we're going to be talking about God is always with us. Everyone say God is good. God is good. Amen. So what does it mean that God is always with us? It means that he will never leave us. Why is this important? It's be important because he's there to help us and he's also just there in general for us. Why, do, why should we care though? We should care because we all go through things in life. And sometimes we just need someone to talk to or just someone to listen, right? I can tell you many of times when I've just called a friend just to talk to them, just, just so that I can just talk. But God, he's always there, always there. From every good to every bad to every good decision to every bad decision, he's there for us. If you guys remember, and I really don't expect you guys to, but the first time I spoke on God is good, I spoke on the fact that he is our protector, that he wants to protect us, that he cares for us so much that he he, he wants to protect us. He sent himself. In the Bible, it talks about that he will personally go before you in situations and take care of it. Not just that, but he also sent his son, Jesus, you know, to die on the cross so that we can be protected and have a new relationship with him. Then he also sent the angels. He encamped them around us. Then he also gives us the ability through him to be protected. In Luke 10, 19, it says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all powers of the enemy, nothing will harm you. He is giving you the ability that nothing will harm you. He said he's going to protect you. Not just that, in Philippians 4, 19 and 20, it says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, which is given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God, the Father, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. God has deemed you so, he, he cares for you so much that he's like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to watch over you. Remember, I talked about like a bodyguard. A bodyguard protects things or people that are important, that are of high value. And God has deemed you high value. And I use that example with Anaya. I know she's not here tonight, but I had someone throwing ball pit balls at her. And those ball pit balls were supposed to represent the problems of life. You know, they come at us. But then I had someone stand in front and block them. And that was supposed to represent God because he wants to take those problems. I never said that problems don't come. But what I'm saying is God's able to take those problems once they do come. And then I think last time I spoke, I spoke on God as our provider. And I talked about how he has a right time for everything. Matthew or Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for, for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has a future for you. He wants to provide for you, not take away from you. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Remember I used the example with the cookies I had, which y'all devoured, by the way. You guys yeah. obliterated those cookies. That's sad. Anyway, there was a pile of cookies here, and they were supposed to represent, you know, they were here. They were for you. I promised them to you. Just like how when God promises us something, it's going to happen. What happened? I gave y'all the cookies, and y'all literally ransacked them. There was, like, not even a crumb left. Like someone came and took the sprinkles. 
out of the box. Anyway, God wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. He wants to add his cheat codes. Remember, I talked about video games like the Lego video game, how in the Lego video games, you enter some cheat codes and you can have unlimited money, all the characters, or it just makes the game easier in general. God wants to provide for you so much so that when you go through life, it makes it easy because he just wants to take care of you. He loves you so much. And that brings me to tonight. God is always with us. Say that. God is always with us. So story time, not to give too much information, but I was taking a shower. And so our shower at our house has like, it's like a walk-in shower. So there's like a wall here, a wall here, a wall here, and then the door. And so like on this wall, if you understand, there's like the tub, a seating area, and then the sink. But you can't see the tub or the seating area if you're in the shower. So I'm in the shower doing shower things, you know? And so I'm chilling, I'm washing my body, and I'm like, dang, where's my wife? I was like, I had no real reason to call for her, but I was like, where is she? And so I'm thinking, I'm not sitting there, but I'm in the shower doing shower things, and I was like, maybe I should call for her and see where she is. Because I was like, she's probably in another room, like across the hallway, down all the way at her like office. And so I called for her. Turns out that she was literally, you know how I said there's like the tub and the seating area? She was literally at the seating area. She was there with me the whole time. And I didn't even know. She was reading a book. And so that just reminded me of God, though. He's always there for you. And unless I called for her, I would have never known that she was there. I would have just been sitting there like, dang, I'm here alone. And like I said, some, some but like, like I was saying, sometimes you just don't want to be alone, right? You just want someone to talk to, someone to communicate to. And that's all I was wanting in that moment. And guess what? She was right there. God is like that in our life. Yes, she's not glued to me 24-7, but God it almost is. He's there with us everywhere we go. He's exactly, he's in us. Hebrews 13, 5 says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, <laughs> it's, it's the keyboard. He himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. What does forsaken mean though? It means abandoned, deserted. Forsaken means to leave without intending to return. Abandoned suggests that the thing or person left may be helpless without protection. God will never leave you without protection. He's never going to desert you. He's never going to abandon you. He's not going to leave you. He says it in here. And then Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you wherever you go. That word with means accompanied by. He's going to accompany you wherever you go. That's just crazy to me. And then he will never leave you. Wherever you go, he is there with you. And then how, how do you have this? Like I was saying, when I was in the shower, all I had to do was call for her and she was right there. Same thing with God. Once you call for him, he's always there. He's there waiting for you. 
Cody used this example a couple weeks ago. He had the donuts up here, and he waited for everyone to ask for the donuts. And then once you asked, he was like, oh, here, 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 here. And that's the same way with God. Once we ask for him, he's there. Once we ask for him, should be in here, man. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> once you ask of him, he's going to give back to you. Like, like with the cookies, whenever he promises you something, he is going to fulfill his promise. He always fulfills his promise. And I think that's why a couple weeks ago I talked about humbling, because it kind of takes you humbling yourself underneath him, because when you ask for help, that means that you're going to a greater source, something outside of yourself. When you ask him for help, you're basically saying, I can't do this by myself, I need you. And what that does is it allows him to be in the situation. He's able to talk to you. A, a part of just being there with you is you can just talk to him. You can just, he, he wants to help you. I talked about a couple weeks ago that um, he wants to be your friend. He wants to have a relationship with you. And how do you have a relationship with a friend? I talked about like being a, like how I am like a robot and I look up the basic things for stuff. And I talked about how, how do you have a friend? And it's by talking, it's by communicating, it's by uh, hanging out with that person. When you talk to God, talking to God is just praying. You, all you have to do is pray to him. He's able to be there for you. And not just that, by hanging out. Hanging out is spending time reading the word, reading, just getting to know him. He just, God, God just, he loves you. He wants to always be there for you. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If, you, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. God wants to just be there for you. He wants to be there with you. It says he will come and dine with you. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from him. And that's just so nice to know, is that wherever we go, he is with us. And so we are not truly alone. And it says anything created. Thoughts are something that are created. I know that at night, uh, you can have those terrible thoughts of, you know, I'm just here alone. No one cares about me. But God is there for you. So you are never truly alone. He wants to help you. I saw this, uh, I didn't know if I was going to mention this, but I saw this, it was like a meme, and it, uh, it was kind of funny. It was a sonic meme, but it's probably like some of the best advice I've ever received in my entire life. It said something like, it was like a picture of Sonic and it said, don't trust your thoughts after 12 o'clock. And I was like, because how many of you guys know that when you're alone in your room or you're alone in your bed, that sometimes the worst of worst thoughts come to you. And it's because you're, you're sitting there alone, but you're not truly alone. God is with you. And so that leads me to really a conclusion almost is, <laughs> I'm going to be real with y'all. When I... I dealt with this a lot in middle school and in high school and even elementary school. Like, I had no friends. 
I literally would eat lunch by myself. I'd read. I'd, I'd just be by myself. I had no one to call at night if I was ever going through anything. I, I didn't have anybody. And, you know, being by yourself, like those thoughts creep in, like I was talking about, those thoughts of, if I were to go right now, would anybody care? If I were to leave, and would anybody other than my family realize I'm gone? And those thoughts come to us. And the thing to realize is that God is always there. And it took me a long time to realize this. Like I said, elementary school, middle school, and high school, I was by myself. But I had that realization, and it's a revelation we all have to achieve almost on ourselves, is that you're never truly alone. You're never truly alone. And that's something that really speaks to my heart because, like I said, there would be lunches where I'd be sitting by myself just wanting to talk to people, but no one would talk to me. And it wasn't like I wasn't, didn't know people. It wasn't like people didn't know me in the school. It was that no one in the school was genuinely my friend. I'll take questions after. No, I, I don't think I was. But anyway, so I, didn't, I would eat lunch alone. I had no friends. But, but with this revelation, I realized truly that I had somebody with me all the time. And someone that I could talk to. Someone that at night, that when I'm feeling down, when these thoughts are coming to me, that I could just be like, hey, can you take these from me? Hey, I need your help right now. There's someone like that. And he's with all of us. And so that's really what I have for my message. And then I just want to end on this verse because I feel like it's a great thing to end on. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It says, The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountains which Jesus had appointed to the mountains which Jesus had appointed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in the heavens and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Amen. And the reason I wanted to end with this verse is because I, you would think that the disciples, people who are literally appointed by Jesus to go out and... Uh, spread the gospel, would have an easy time in life. But there was a lot of obstacles that came to them. If you read about Paul at all, he's like being tortured everywhere he goes. And he's alone. He gets crashed on an island, all this stuff. But God was with him. And that's what I believe gave him the ability to keep going, is that he knew that I'm not truly alone, even though I'm alone in this. I have somebody going with me. And I thought that was, I just think that's so good. And so, if you want to close your eyes, I want to conclude there. I thank you, God, that we are never truly alone. I thank you, God, that you're with us wherever we go. And that when we go somewhere and we have these thoughts and we have, that you're there with us to take them from us. And I thank you, Lord, for all this. In Jesus' name, amen. And so...